Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my, my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. How are you guys doing? Good. We just got done watching the Super Bowl. Oh, that wasn't a preseason game? It almost felt that way. <laughs> I thought it was a Major League Baseball game. I don't even think it was the best bowl game of the day. I have, I have Kitten Bowl 6 as number one best <laughs> Ooh, bowl game of the nice. Who ended up winning that? Well, I didn't follow it that closely. Um, I saw there were the Panthers. I saw you were on your phone. Team. Yeah, I was watching it. There's one little problem I have with the kitten bowl. I just got to get that out there quick. Okay. They they tried to go a little bit with puns, naming the cats after oh. NFL players. So they had Cat Ryan. Say Matt Ryan. That one's okay. That one's okay. But then they had Catson Wentz. That that's not even clever. And then this is the worst one of all. Todd Cat Gurley. <laughs> I mean, just go Todd Purley. Oh, I mean, right? it writes itself. There so uh, that's just that I had to get that out there. I think next year I'm going to s- make submissions for the kitten bowl. But let's get to the Super Bowl then. Okay. <laughs> Lowest going Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Pretty yeah. shocking, right? I don't think anyone saw this coming. Yeah. The, uh, the previous record was 46 years ago. I believe that's what it says. Dolphins versus Redskins. 46 years ago, it was 14 to 7. So this is lower than that, of course. So yeah. it was. I don't know. Boston, New England dynasty, full force. Yeah, Red Sox. It's really hard to Patriots in the same year. <laughs> it's really hard to vote against the like we talked about. It's really hard to vote against the Patriots until they actually give up the reins. And it doesn't look like they're in any they're shape or ready to give it up yet. They're yeah. not done yet. Early turnover by Brady in the beginning of that game. I felt like the Rams. Had a had a big chance to capitalize and have the Patriots down, and even the Patriots' uh, first quarter scoring still ended up at zero. They've had yeah. surprisingly they've in all their Super Bowls they've only had three total points in the first quarter. That's crazy. But their defense held them. Their defense was outstanding. It, I could not believe the amount of pressure they got on Goff. And it, Goff had no answer, really. And Gurley had no room to run. Yeah, we were talking about who should be MVP when it, when the game was winding down. And we are trying to think of who stood out the most on defense. Edelman's well-deserving. Yeah. Edelman no, was yeah, that's fantastic. True. But we were saying, you know, should it be Hightower? Should it be Gilmore? Should it be Van Noy? Because it really did feel like that was the, the story of the game is how yeah. much the Patriots defense dominated. Yeah, because Gilmore had that interception, but he also had three passes uh, defensed. And also, it's I didn't really, we didn't really see Woods and Cook until the end of the game when they were running that prevent. So yeah, they they covered them very well, and I, it was was kind of amazing that McVeigh couldn't find a way uh, past Billichek's defense. I think it was we talked about going into the game. The Patriots' mo is to try to shut down your your best threat, and especially the deep threat. And the, and you could see that until Chung went out. Um, of the game and that injury to his what arm elbow? Yeah, it it looked like yeah. And then you could see him try to exploit a little bit more with Brandon Cooks, and you just saw I think more that Goff just plain missed throws, especially that one in the end zone to Cooks. I could have probably changed the game. 
Yeah, the he was open in the back of the end. It's like Goff didn't see him until it was too late. By the time the ball got there, it was just the defender had just enough time to get in there and break that up. But even even with that, though, it's just the Rams scoring three points blows my mind. Like this Rams offense that we've seen all year, just getting nothing. Go- the running game was just non-existent for either guy. They They tried to stick with it for a lot of the game, and it just felt like three and out after three and out because they just were setting themselves up for you know like third and long because they'd run it twice and get stuffed stuffed yeah the Patriots defense pressured Goff on 38 percent of his dropbacks and the the quarterback young quarterback he only had three for 12 on those under duress throws that was tied for the worst completion percentage by any quarterback that threw 10 passes or under in the Super Bowl um so and then the Rams only got 14 percent uh, pressure on on Brady, so that was really the difference. Is that the Rams vaunted front? They couldn't get to Brady, and that was a big thing for Brady in the playoffs. Is that he wasn't sacked, and I thought that was a big X factor for the yeah. Rams is to get to Brady, make him uncomfortable, and then you could po- probably win that game. And granted, the Rams played great on defense too. They they, did, they still yeah. were stout. They held the the Patriots to three points for a long time. So I I thought they still played pretty well, but really when your best player is Johnny Hecker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had two monster punts, right? Because he was, he was punting a lot. They yeah, were... but he, he was really keeping the, the field field uh, position in, in, in their favor most of the time with those long punts. It's funny to read the box score. Hecker had 417 <laughs> yards oh worth of punts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, longest 65-yarder. Yeah. So Vegas is really happy with all the unders. Yeah, definitely. Wow, did the unders uh, come through big. So the the for sure uh, two-and-a-half uh, field goals for for Mr. Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, did not happen. No, and he even got in a position where he could have pushed that bet. Yeah, if he makes the, and he uh, pushed it left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a push, all right. It was a push. But, uh, yeah, I, the for sure bet, though, for the day I thought was, was Gronk. Over the four and a half, and uh, that that worked out pretty well. We had to wait a while for that fifth pass, though. Right. But when it yeah. happened, yeah, it we was thought, a lot of cheering. We thought we were going to get in the first half the way things were going, and the, then he went on a cold cold spree. It was pretty bit. funny because the ladies in the room had no clue why we were cheering. <laughs> yeah, was like right. what? We Nothing start, happened. Like <laughs> we were start getting so excited <laughs> at random times, but yeah, because Andy and me and uh, Chris from Ireland <laughs> all had a little money riding on that. But uh, prop bets overall. I had some success. I missed on every long shot bet I made. I mean, I had Aaron Donald for MVP at a long shot odds. I, I didn't even really hear his name today. The Patriots really did a good job taking care of him. I had the, a couple of them, the Rams, to win by one to three points. Obviously, they lost. Obviously. So missing on a lot of those. But I did hit, yeah, the Gronk over receptions was the biggest bet of the day I made. And I also had first touchdown of the game would be non-passing. That was plus 125. Turns out it was the only touchdown of the game, too. Mm-hmm. So, so Sony Michelle, the yeah, the only guy to score a touchdown. And that's a problem when we just talked about how much fun <laughs> right. the dollar game is, the touchdown but game. I have to admit, I thought it was way more fun with this huge pot that we ended up having with the dollar game. Because yeah. I have, towards the end of the game, we're, we're all thinking, like, okay, who's going to be last to hold the ball? Right. Because... That's what we felt it was going to come down to. And then they had the big play to Gronk, and he landed at the one. And 
I had Rex Burkhead. Yeah. And he was in that whole series <laughs> and getting all these all these runs, passes, whatever. And all of a sudden, Michelle's in there. And if you look at last week, they put Burkhead in, right. in the goal line situation. Yeah, that's why I picked right. him. But yeah, so Michelle gets it, and, and Commissioner Nick, he, he won the big pot. Yeah, it was... There was only two pots all day. We had that one and then another one that was decided by the final player the final to touch play, the yeah. ball. So Commissioner Nick cleaned up with, what, three three plus quarters? Oh, it was, it was the fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter, yeah. Three, three plus quarter. quarters of, of feeding the pot with A with dollar dollars. every every, uh, every turnover of downs and, and every quarter. Quarters. Every quarter was um, at least one. Halftime was two. Yep. So... It was a pretty pretty fun time, actually. I thought I had a lot of fun throwing throwing chips at Chris <laughs> from Ireland too. He was not liking. That. Yeah, we just put the bucket for ours. We use a bucket as the pot, and we just put it kind of central of the room, and everyone just whips. Yeah. <laughs> we actually whip poker chips at it. Just yeah. take your frustration out. So I did post a, a picture of like what the pot looked like about, and then I think that was maybe just after halftime. So there was even more like chips that got put in after that. But this is the first time in history that that took that long. It was the biggest pot, I think, in our plus 10-year history of doing this. But yeah. I think this is also a record where we only had two winning pots the whole game. That's crazy. I know. It, it made it fun of how nervous everyone was getting about the pot being so big and just cheering for it. Like, Andy, you would have won it if Brandon Cooks had caught that one in the back of the end zone. I know. So yeah, that, that was, was funny. Oh. De- devastating. But in in other years we've had it where the money's so Goff. so spread around because it's like you know there might be six seven touchdowns and like every, yeah. everybody might win a little bit of money or this was one though it just was a who's, huge pot who's gonna walk home with everything everything my wife was looking at me like we need that money <laughs> we need that money Pete I'm like yeah I know we we're not eating if we don't win hey well, you, you can take you home all the leftover food <laughs> oh call, yeah I did yeah. you call Belichick yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just I don't know. I for this this game was just shocking to me. I mean, Adam Levine went shirtless. <laughs> was it a wardrobe malfunction, or you know he planned I don't know. that? I think he planned that one. Yeah. As soon as all the all the women were complaining in the room about his tank top, he yeah. took he took it off quick. Yeah. <laughs> and the only one cheering was me. <laughs> <laughs> you like his tattoos? Yeah, man. Got like that California tattoo on his belly. I got. Like I said to you, I got to get Union Grove. Yeah, on my could, belly. That'd be a good one, Wisconsin, <laughs> right over your, right on the top of your belly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, or questionable return. How about that? Yeah, you should brand yourself. Perfect. Maybe I, I will. Su- I'd support that. All right, back to the Super Bowl. Yes, I mean, you. I, I think you have to now take a step back and take a look at what really this New England team has done, and really have to step back and give them the props they deserve. Like I don't think there's another franchise in history that's been able to do what they've done. This is like them, hate them, or indifferent. Nine Super Bowls and six wins is it's pretty insane. Seventeen years. It's pretty insane in this era of free agency and also a thirty-two team league. It's not like not to take anything away from what some teams like our own Packers have done back in the sixties or before. But I think it's harder to win now than than ever before, and the Patriots. Yeah, they are in an easy division, but they still they still come to play in the playoffs. They play against the tough teams in the playoffs. It's not like they're facing cupcake teams in the AFC in the playoffs at all. Yeah, they're it, facing some really good teams. So 
Um, but yeah, you got to give give uh, give props where it's deserved, and and it's it's sad to say I don't want to see Boston win championships, but I mean it's it's pretty amazing what they've done. It it I don't know I don't know how much longer it's gonna last. It's it seems like it could be coming to an end soon, but uh, we'll see we'll see how long Brady and Belichick because as long as they're there, it just seems like that hierarchy is just gonna dominate the yeah. NFL. Belichick's just the game master. He just he game plans so well. Right. And he doesn't call plays or anything, but he's just that coach, that voice that 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 helps out. Yeah, he surrounds himself with a good staff and trusts that that they're helping scheme and game plan and just gives them the opportunity to just observe and actually coach what he's actually seeing, give him the opportunity to adjust. He doesn't have to worry about either play calling on defense or doing anything for the offense. So I mean it's interesting to see it seems like a lost art now in the NFL. So looking back on the season, and I don't want to sound like this is sour grapes because I wasn't cheering for the Patriots, but do you think that this is a year where there really weren't any truly great teams, that there maybe was a tier of about seven or eight good teams, and we just saw that the Patriots being being who they are, Belichick and Brady, they just managed to emerge out of that group. Because everyone said the Patriots were having a down year. They did lose five times on the road and to some bad teams along the way. Obviously, you know, at right. home. But I feel like even the, the good teams, there were just flaws. There was flaws in all these top teams. Plus, I think they were the healthiest going into the postseason. Yeah, that helps, too. Just looking at, though, like the Chiefs, defense was their Achilles heel and that's what did him in and the Rams can you always trust Jared Goff in big games and I think, I think the Patriots get lucked out by one I mean you have Gronk that's in and out of the lineup most of the season you have other players that they were I mean Edelman was gone the first what four games yeah suspension so they missed out on that I think the benefit from being one of the weakest divisions or conferences or divisions sorry divisions in the NFL so they can kind of have coasted for part of the year and still win their division and get into the postseason yeah even in a down year i think they still were five and one in the division and they only lost the only division loss was at miami last play of the game gronk trying to make a tackle play i mean so the nfl is getting the parody that they want i mean there's more parody in the nfl so i think the other teams are just beating up on one another and, and they're the patriots just there's more parody there's more parody uh certainly in the nfc that's we've true. Had, we've had a little more turnover, but I don't know. Now that it's over, I, I feel I appreciate defensive battles usually. I like when every play feels like it really means a lot, gaining yards, but I still come away from the Super Bowl feeling a little disappointed. A little bit ripped off, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I don't know if it's just that it lacked excitement for so much of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I totally agree. There were a lot of a lot of short drives too. It's like not, no drive was really sustained at all. A guy, a team didn't reach the 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 red zone until what the third quarter, third fourth quarter. Yeah. So it just was pretty amazing how how these defenses played. But maybe it just was how inept the offenses were and how Goff just couldn't figure it out. Like he he missed some wide open guys when you saw replays. So yeah. yeah if, you're, if you're the Rams, what do you do with him? I don't know because he's just bad under pressure. Like the stats showed all during the season too. Like he was really bad during during pressure pressure throws, and even when he was unpressured throws, he had a lot of throws that were 
possibly be, be to be intercepted too. So he was like tops in the league. He was tied with like Trubisky, I think, and with for those uncontested throws were almost interceptions. So well, and the Patriots they took advantage. They brought pressure all day, and as, yeah, they uh, made sure they get to him and say, "Hey, you're going to beat us. You're going to have to beat us under pressure." And so. uh, as a friend of the podcast, Matt pointed out, he was saying uh, he was at the party saying how much uh, the Patriots were stunting. And yeah. doing all kinds of things up front. Like, it, they were really manufacturing pressure. So, I guess they deserved it. They certainly deserved to win. Well, more importantly was um, the smorgasbord of food that we had. Yeah, how many people were at the Super Bowl party? Like, 15? Mm, I'd say about. Tw- somewhere between 15 and 20? I think there was yeah, a... I think you, you go 20 plus with you and include the kids. There was enough food to feed 80 people. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, we actually took home a lot of food. So we had a couple, we asked the our our fans on um, how, what was their, was their favorite snack mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. And Luke from Milwaukee Southside, uh, he, he sent us a little email, said Super Bowl food has to be buffalo chicken dip. And then he also sent us a little couple memories from Super Bowls, which was great. Nice. So Super Bowl memory was using the title belt dance move and dancing on the bars in madison sounds like a lot of fun yeah good time after the packers one yeah and then the honorable mention his uncle jeff jumping in the snowbank in his boxers when the packers made the super bowl in 95 96 that sounds like a very scotty way to celebrate (laughs) way i love it sounds pretty perfect so a couple other votes for uh food kelly voted for veggies and hummus Kathy said ham sliders, Richard nachos, Amy said taco dip, and then Eric said, are wings considered a treat? I would think they are. Yeah. We had wings. Yeah. But he said, if not them, of course, taco dip and chips. So taco dip was kind of the kind of the winner from our fans. What, what about you guys? What was your favorite today? It's tough for me to pick. I could maybe give like my top three. I do love taco dip. Taco dip's great. That's like our staple. So Taco dip's been a staple. Buffalo chicken dip's been a staple. Yeah. And then I just personally, I love wings. Like wings are something I get a craving for if I don't have them for like a couple weeks or a month. So yeah. those are kind of my big three. Wings, taco dip, and buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm along the same lines. I love the veggies and hummus too. That's, I don't know, just something I'm a big that hummus I've, I've been liking too, yeah. lately. But um, today I really liked... Uh, the the mac and cheese I, I was really a fan of that we haven't had something like that at our parties yeah so that was pretty fun but um yeah typical chicken dip wings is just all good all good I have no complaints sandwiches too can't forget oh, about yeah. those oh yeah Jimmy, two giant Jimmy John's two giant Jimmy John sandwich platters. platters we usually toggle between either make your own subs subs giant pizzas yeah yeah decided we've on had the a, subs today we've had a lot of Fun foods. My problem was I didn't really eat all day. So then once the food was out, I just started eating the first stuff out as fast as I could. And right. I was painfully full by about five minutes into the into the game <laughs> and then didn't really eat too much more. Yeah, I, got, I started off slow and then I ate, ate a lot at halftime. I ate, I ate a lot more than I should have probably, but that's okay. That's what it's for. 
Yeah, this is one it's, of the... It's Fat Sunday. Yeah, this is one of the best eating days of the year. I, I'm still petitioning that, that everybody should have... It should be a national holiday day off tomorrow. It really should be. Or Monday, I should say. Yeah. I, I always take off of work right after the Super Bowl, but with this job now, I, I work second shift, so I have to go in Not too so early. Not but, so bad. But most years, I would... Especially when I lived in Madison, I would usually take off Monday and Tuesday to come back here and then ha- not have to be in a rush to get back for work. Yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> You'd want to have to stay up late watching the extravaganza. Plus, we used to dip into the alcoholic uh, beverages quite a bit more uh, than we yeah, do yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Mike and I had a, had one year where we uh, bet oh. who could drink the oh, most oh, beers. That's where nobody that. wins. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and we would uh, we'd break off the we'll little off the aluminum tabs, tabs and yep. we each had a cup to put them in. Right, and uh, I think what was it? You won maybe sixteen to fifteen. Yeah, I believe it, it was, was close. Yeah, it was it was one beer, and I believe it it was, it was only beers consumed between kickoff. And the final play, right? Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think I fell asleep quick after <laughs> you that. Were, you were like dozing off in a chair in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. So Andy's right. Nobody wins. No, we're not drinking 60 beers anymore. We almost drank 60 sodas, though. Yeah. We had a lot of yeah. a lot of fancy sodas, so I think I sent, a, I sent a picture to the, to the group chat about um, a stocked full fridge of waters. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this used to be beers at one point. Filled to the brim with water. <laughs> Couldn't have fit one more <laughs> bottle of water in there. Yeah, take away our super oh, fan cars, I guess. My goodness. Hey, that's okay. We've had our fun. Yeah. I'm sure our bodies and waves we, appreciate it. Yeah, we Definitely. just better this way. Embrace that we're we're mid thirties now. Yeah. Uh, th- those wild and crazy days are over. So I just want to do one quick shout out um to loyal listener Tim. Um he, he stopped me once and mentioned that he wasn't a big big sports fan was a really big wrestling fan. Remember, he told me stories about watching like the local wrestling oh, um, yeah. stuff that was in the Midwest and things like that that used to air on the on over-the-air uh, stations here in Milwaukee. So I think he got a big kick out of us covering the Royal Rumble. But what I thought was really, really nice is um, I ran into him, and he had cut out a newspaper article about the Brewers Fan Fest. After hearing the episode talking about how uh, my son really wanted to go to the Fan Fest for his birthday. And he said, um, though he couldn't get tickets, um, but he did want to send an article about what we missed out on in a positive way. Like, mm-hmm. here's what you missed out on. It looked like it was pretty busy, um, but I wanted you to kind of, your son and you to see um, what kind of what happened during FanFest. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I want to give him a shout out, number one, being a good loyal listener, and, and two, um, that was a pretty kind gift to, to pass out. So just want to give him a quick shout out. Thanks for listening. And uh, the article was really appreciative. Uh, my son enjoyed it as well. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So before we hit the meat of our podcast, the the cycle, <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. we're gonna hit the cycle. I just wanna also say. So we're gonna trim that now to call the cycle. The cycle. With it's just the, the cycle. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the QTR cycle. Anyway, <laughs> Mike, your your breakdown of the fifty different names of this episode, of this <laughs> segment was fantastic. But I just want to say we we joined up with Frank again. And it was great, great at the pancake breakfast. We had a lot of fun at the Lions pancake breakfast this weekend. Frank was walking around schmoozing with everybody. Frank is in demand when he's at (laughs) an event. Yeah, it is hard to to pull him away for a few minutes because I just love how he has no problem. 
with that at all. Like he'll take pictures with everyone and talk he's, to everyone. He's, he's the friendliest, most positive guy you will ever meet. Like yeah. he is just making the rounds and yeah, everybody loves Frank. Everybody wants to talk to him. He is like he's like a little local celebrity here in Union Grove. Definitely. Can't, can't get enough of Frank. But yeah, I had to I had to give him props for uh saying that we were really good and he re- I said told my father that I was a really good kid. See dad, if you only I, knew. See dad, I've done something right. Yeah, in my and then life. your dad even wanted, <laughs> wanted to get a picture with yeah, Frank. Definitely. So he what got was his picture with? I him. thought that was, was pretty so exciting. hilarious. Is that you? He handed like the phone off, and Frank's like, "Oh, you want me to take a picture with you and your son?" He's like, "No, I want a picture with you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Frank's like, "What? What me?" <laughs> or, wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's hit for the cycle now. All right, the single. Let's hit the single now. Mm-hmm. Julius Peppers retires. You got any uh, good, bad moments from his years in the NFL with the Packers, 17-year career? I've got mostly positive memories. I can't think of any times he destroyed the Packers. No. John Kuhn blocked him too well. That's the that one fam- I was going to bring him up. The famous, yeah, the touchdown to Cobb. Yeah. Uh, I was going to mention... The one that stands out to me is uh, he had a pick six. Uh, it was Thursday night football, week five, his first year with the Packers, uh, off of Christian Ponder. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yeah, he ran it back about 50 yards and then did the Lambeau leap, and that was pretty exciting because he was relatively new to the Packers, and to see he still had it. And I know there was there was some concern about, you know, he's going to have to drop into coverage sometimes, and yeah. he was basically just been a pass rusher. And he's such a just a freak athlete that even in his mid thirties, playing like that for the first time, he just picks the ball off, takes it to the house. And then I do have one more, but I think one of the craziest memories I have of um, so at one point Commissioner Nick and Mike and I would go up to um, training camp and watch like the the public performances. And I remember like when he joined the team, just being in awe of just how much bigger he was than everyone else. Like he's just because he was what six seven, yeah, and, and, and like built. Like, but he's not a big guy as far as being heavy. And he was just so much quicker. It seemed on his feet when he needed to be. Like he just flowed. And he was just a smooth player. And it was just fun to watch in person. I remember hearing stories when he was with Carolina. There was, the MO on him was always he seemed to take plays off. Mm-hmm. And when he actually showed up, he was a dominant player. And you just saw just how much when he wanted to, he was just hands down always better than the guy across from him. Just his size and athleticism is that rare combination. There's very few athletes like him. Like, I mean, he was a pretty good basketball player right. at North Carolina. Right. He's like Giannis in the NBA. You just yeah. like a guy that big should not be able to move like that. What he does. So yeah, 159 and a half sacks, fourth in NFL history, the multiple Pro Bowls. One one other quick memory. Oh, some okay. people forget. It was a big moment. You know, when we beat Dallas in the 2014 playoffs, everybody remembers that as the Dez game. Dez no catch. If you remember though, Peppers had a huge strip of DeMarco Murray. Murray, it was a huge hole opened up. It was just daylight. It could have been a touchdown, and Peppers was able to just get his arm back and knock the ball out, and it was a fumble recovery, and that was one of the bigger plays of the game. But it's kind of forgotten 
in there because all everyone wants to talk about was, oh, Dez should have had a catch. Wouldn't have mattered. There's four minutes left. The Packers got the ball back and just yeah. ran out the clock. They so, would have marched down and scored. So I, have to, I just want to put this to bed with one quote. He said, I guess more than anything, Green Bay just felt like home. You know, small-town good people who love their football. It was a really great experience being a part of that culture. It was sad to leave Green Bay, but I don't think I would have left anywhere but to go home in Carolina. So, I mean, I guess that kind of puts an exclamation point on that chapter. He wanted to yeah. stay in Green Bay, and the only other place he would go is Carolina. Pretty kind words. Yeah, good career. He'll be in the Hall of Fame soon. So going for the double now. Let's stick with the Packers. Aaron Jones led the NFL in yards per rush at five and a half. He guaranteed the Pack would be in the Super Bowl in 2020 during uh, the Super Bowl week. <laughs> do you think we should limit his load, feed the beast? Do you think he's the X Factor in 2019? What do you guys think? Williams, Williams Jones backfield? I don't know. Guy's got to stay healthy. I do think he should be fed, and I do think he's the X Factor. Because of all of our years with Aaron Rodgers, we've never had a great running back. Not someone dynamic like Jones. Eddie Lacy's probably the best. And Lacy had some yeah. solid years. Two and a half years. Yeah. But he still wasn't the, the kind of home run hitter, explosive player. He was more the bruiser type, which is also someone I had wanted. Yeah, I think if you can get that pass blocking down, he's, yeah. such a, he's just a multi, multi-dimensional threat. Plus, I think, with especially with Jamal Williams, too, pretty intimidating backfield and you, and you hear Matt LaFleur talk about how he wants to establish the run to kind of open up some wrinkles and different things to go with the passing game so I mean a lot of coaches want to do that and they say that so we'll see what actually happens but I think you, like you said Pete he's a, he is the expansion. In a weird way it almost reminds me of Favre when he was around the same age and then we got him on green and we did for the first time not have to just rely on Favre yeah, that's we, true. When we became a team that ran more and ran to set up the pass, I would like to see a little of that. I know in this NFL you're going to pass a lot, but I think Jones is a kind of player we just haven't had at all with Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Rodgers and, and Favre, they had a little oh yeah, little photo photo opportunity. Aaron Rodgers won was moment, moment of, of the, the year. Moment of the year. Sporting the mustache. That was a one, that was a pretty sweet look. Two, that was a great play. Too bad it was, I think I put on social media the fact that too bad it was week one and we didn't see a really great play <laughs> after that. Yeah, Bears went on to win the division. But, but is anybody else picking up that they're, between Favre and Rodgers, they're, they're being awfully kind to one another all of a sudden. So I don't know, either either Rodgers is more relating to kind of what maybe Favre felt at the time or be just time heal, heals all wounds and they're kind of putting that to bed. Rodgers puts nothing to bed, though. It's true. He, he uh, holds a grudge forever. That guy, uh, I know he can have a big chip on his shoulder that doesn't go away, but it does seem like they, yeah, they're a little more buddy-buddy than they've ever been before. It probably helps that the Packers brought Favre back and retired his number. And Yeah, Aaron's also now at an age, he's 35, and I have seen some people, when they do mock drafts, say, you know, oh, is is the second round or third round, is that a good idea for the Packers to take a quarterback to groom? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same time, Rogers, same timing uh, that uh, they uh, thought about that with Favre. So. Yeah, Rodgers is going to have to hear about this. Though. Yeah. It's, always, it's all fun and games until it's you. All right, of course, the home run is not last. So, no. all right, home Any- run. Speaking of home runs, uh, pitchers headed to Milwaukee. So Kluber trades are ramping up. 
although I hear they're kind of quieting a little bit more. But also the Brewers have been rumored for Kluber, but also Dallas Keuchel. Uh, I think he's still rumored, possibly, to be signing with the Brewers. I think the Brewers offered him three years, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe you're right. I believe uh, Houston offered two years and an option. Yeah. And Atlanta, it was undisclosed what they had offered. But so, they yeah, were... that was like last week. I haven't heard anything else on on Keuchel as of right now. I, I, I haven't seen anything. So, But uh, if, let's just say, one of these pitchers comes to the Brewers, do you think it would put them as the NL team to beat for 2019? Or do they need to do more? Because Miley is now a Astro, right? Yes. So Miley's gone out of off, which is a, a guy I would have loved, loved to sign just for cheap. But um, I'm glad they didn't reach an overpay. No, it looks like Gio Gonzalez is going. I forget, but he's going somewhere else. So, so yeah. Any of these guys? I would really like Keuchel. It's more appealing to sign a guy than trade for a guy because I don't know what the Indians would want back. Probably something True. substantial. But they're looking for outfield help. But yeah, Kluber I think has two more years on his contract. I think he's like seventeen million. Yeah, and Keiko, I know he's kind of alternated good and bad years. He won a Cy Young, and then he had a four five five ERA. I don't know what happened there, but then he bounced back with a two ninety ERA, and then he's three seven fours. Okay, last year, but I would still like him as the ace because I feel like the pitching staff falls into place. Yeah. Now, as far as age is, it Keiko's thirty one, right? Yeah, he'll and turn 31. And then Kluber's like 34, 35. Is he older? He is older. Uh, I forget how much older. We should probably Google stuff. Yeah. He is 32. Will turn 33 before oh, the season. Okay. Before the season starts. But and Yeah, they, I mean, they, they seem like maybe similar talent. Maybe Kluber's a little more talented. But is it worth it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like... It, the latest thing I'm reading up was about a day ago. There's still them and the Dodgers, them being the Brewers. Them and the Dodgers are the only two still in talks with Cleveland. Cleveland says they want to make a deal before spring training or they're not going to do it at all. Which is about a week and a half away. Yeah, if you, do the, if you don't do pitchers and catchers, it's probably what, two about weeks ten away? Days. Yeah. Ten days. So they're looking to actually shear up their um, outfield gap. So, I mean, that's what you're going to have to probably get part with is some outfield talent. Goodbye, Corey Ray, a.k.a. Corey Hart. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I mean, the Brewers still seem to be in talks between the Cleveland Indians for Kluber, and they're they're still rumored with the Giants still looking at trying to get still that, that bump garner. That bump garner. If we did add a, a legit ace to the staff, I just feel like the pitching staff looks so nice then with one of them and then, like, Shasin, Nelson, and a couple of young guys. Like that, that just feels like that could have a lot of potential. Yeah, I, I I would hope Nelson comes back and he's back to what he was before he got hurt. If if that's the case, I think the Brewers will be fine with what they have, honestly. I think maybe they'll have to add one arm here and there. But but I do feel like, you know, Davies and I think they do have some guys that could, that could still give you production. And let's see what Burns can do started. You still have him and, and Wood. Woodruff, Peralta, you, you never know. Yeah. Peralta, there's a lot of guys that could still help us out. But obviously, if they got Kluber, Keuchel, Bumgarner, I really think that would just vault them with their offense, vault them easily, easily as one of the teams to beat, especially in the Central, which which will be even tougher this year. How what yeah. the what the Pirates and the Reds have done. So, and the Cardinals, Cardinals too. Can't forget about that. Right. 
All right, let's move on to the triple. So obviously the biggest story for Wisconsin is the Bucks. The Bucks are the best team in the NBA. Middleton became an all-star, and he stands to stay committed in Milwaukee. Quote, he said, Giannis has been here his whole career and hasn't told us or made us think he wanted to leave. From everything I've heard, he wants to be here his whole career, and I feel the same. For us, it's not being in the, in the right market. It's being on the right team. This organization, everything they've done to make sure that we can could succeed makes them want to stay. Um, do you think with free agency looming, of course, Porzingis uh, got traded. That was lot ridiculous. Of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of max. Uh, they have two max slots now. I believe the Clippers have two max slots. Lakers have one max. I mean, the Bucks aren't aren't going to get a big free agent. No. So likely, the best thing for them to do is sign Middleton, Bledsoe, and Brogdon. And keep your Just own. Just keep this roster Because look at what's going they're on. They're the best yeah, team in the basketball. They're the best team in basketball. Keep as much of this as together as you can. So can we, I'm just want to. Can we just talk about the, the Przingis trade for just a minute? Sure, yeah. What the heck was that? The Knicks are all in on Kevin Durant. I totally get that. Coming but, to New York. But Kristaps, like getting rid of him doesn't free up Cap. He's still on his rookie deal for what, two years? But they're by getting rid of him, they're also able to dump Tim Hardaway's salary in there, mm-hmm. who was signed to a monster contract because, you know, Knicks. Knicks, yeah. Knicks are the Cleveland. I don't know why. I don't, I don't Tim know. Hardaway <laughs> got a contract. It sounds like it sounds like a great idea to trade a, a seven seven foot three like defensive specialist that can shoot the lights out of a ball. Well, sounds the, fantastic. The well, Mavericks who, are so exciting now going oh forward. Oh gosh, right? They just made that team almost like a super team, young team. But yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me because look at what the next Knicks did with Carmelo. Yeah, look it seems at, like it's going to repeat itself. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I'm pretty sure every game that Carmelo missed, the Knicks didn't even win. So, like, Carmelo was New York. Mm-hmm. I think they were, like, 0-40 or something crazy like that, I heard. Yeah, Carmelo gets really dogged. So, yeah, he does a lot. But why would why would Kyrie or Durant even entertain going to New York? I know it's New York, but New York hasn't I mean, been I mean, gra- great since, what, Starks was there? I mean, the M.O. <laughs> I don't know. Since they played the Pacers? Like, 99... <laughs> They've won, one, I believe, one playoff series since then. Like the Carmelo era was one playoff series one. win. Yeah. I think it won when they had J.R. Smith and oh, Carmelo. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. But anyway, the Knicks haven't really been good since 99 when they got it to the finals and then yeah. they lost to the Spurs. And that's because they had the great Marcus Camby. <laughs> Definitely. Mark, you, that's one of your favorite players. I, I, I still wear the jersey I bought in eighth grade. UMass. But it was. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can't when you be. when you used to be able to buy uh, college jerseys with actual players' numbers on well, them and names, yeah, no, yeah, they, uh, no they, name. I had to get the name put on. Oh, did you? The place in the mall would do it. So I <laughs> bought the jersey plain and then said, "Put Camby." See, I got guy. number twenty-two uh, Badger jersey when Kelly was there, and now it's actually twenty-two is good again because Hap. Yeah. So, but everybody yeah. knows <laughs> even without the name whose jersey that is. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah, it was a pretty good team actually. They can be Childs. Ewing, I think, was wrapping up his career. Allen Houston, Larry Johnson was on that team. Spree. The the great Charlie Ward. Yeah, they were they were solid then. You know. I mean, I, I guess the, the general narrative for the, for the Knicks is going to be that Durant wants to have a team identity to himself. Mm-hmm. And what better story is it to try to resurrect the, the folklore of, of New York Knicks basketball 
Yeah, and he, he grew up out on the East Coast. They think he might want to move back to that area. Yeah, be, be the king of New York then. But then they'd need, to, I don't know, they'd still need to try to get another player in there. Kyrie? Uh, Jimmy Butler? Kawhi Leonard's going. <laughs> I don't know. Kawhi Leonard's going to the West Coast. He's going to the Lakers. Whatever, right. whatever. <laughs> dad says or uncle or whatever the heck that storyline was. They wanted him out of San Antonio. Well, it's nice for the yeah, nice talk, for Mavericks fans. They, talk about parents wanting their kids to play summer. Davis's dad said no. He's not going to Boston. Yeah, I think he's an adult and he can make a decision. <laughs> right, he's daddy to fight for you. I do appreciate with Giannis that as good as he's been and the MVP and the Lakers have already tried to tamper, that we haven't heard a single story about him wanting out. That that makes me feel a little better that it's been the it, opposite. He's he's. I mean, it does help that they're the number one team in the NBA. Yeah, and a new as arena. Opposed to the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, he's the face of the franchise. I, that's that's what's kind of interesting with Middleton, is. He's kind of grown with Giannis, though. They were both on the worst team ever for the Bucks when they won, what, 17 games? And they've kind of grown together as as, right. a, as a duo pretty well. And they play great together. And it's something that everybody says they need a second star. Well, maybe Middleton's that second star. Yeah. He's he's still young. He's still not He's not an old guy at all. And he, he maybe is that second that second guy for Giannis. I still worry a little bit like without a blood so type player. I guess it's going to have to you're going to I think you're going to have to try to either keep Brogdon or Blood so. Oh yeah. I don't think it can be just Giannis and Middleton and no. then try to piecemeal you, it back in together. You do need a third. I think it'd be a shame if you got rid of Brogdon. Really. Brogdon's just, just game, such a young just, talent. You yeah. got to keep that guy. I just don't, I just don't recall as much where Brogdon just t- has just taken over a game, where Bledsoe actually has. But maybe it's just my lack of remembering off the top. I had some Bucks, Bucks games, but the uh, the last game the Bucks had in Washington, we saw kind of the nice uh, pairing of Middleton and Giannis, where both of them had excellent games. That's where hey, Bledsoe was out that game with like Bledsoe Achilles, right? did not play, so. Middleton and Brooke Lopez played well, but uh, Middleton just, yeah, you could see the chemistry with Giannis almost sometimes too much. He sometimes tries to force it to Giannis. So, so did I see like the highlight reel thing where he like had an off balance, just like kind of threw it up there and made it? Was that a three or just a, a it long was two? A, it was a long two. Basically, the possession before that, they they wasted the entire shot clock and someone tried to throw it to Middleton with like one second left. And he tried to catch it one handed and shoot it and he missed it or he didn't get it off in time. The next possession, the exact same thing happened. <laughs> and I think Coach Bud's head was going to explode. Except when they threw it over to Middleton, he basically just caught it one-handed and flipped it up from like 20 feet away and it went in. That's pretty awesome. And that ended a, I believe, a 16-0 run the Wizards were on. Because the, the Bucks had a 31-point yeah, lead. And then yeah. the Wizards had cut it in half. So, yeah, it was just a crazy play. But but to wrap up the, the, the Chris Middleton thing, I, I do like that he has those kind words to say. I don't. It's nice to hear always that they think of Milwaukee as a, as a good city and a place they want to stay and kind of establish their career. I suppose he did live in, what was he, in De- Detroit before he came over to Milwaukee, yep. so I suppose yeah. we're, we're far better than that. I'd like to hope so. And congrats to him, first All-Star appearance. We have two All-Stars, guys. We, got Woo, we did it. We have maybe the MVP of the league and another All-Star. It's been a while. Yeah. Still kind of a, seems like a sham with being the best team in the NBA. You only get two. All right, let's move to the walk. 
I'm Batman. <laughs> Spurs Coyote mascot saves the day. So via ESPN, I got a little write up here. A bat began, hover, began hovering. Began. Uh, began hovering above the court three minutes into the game, causing officials to delay play. It was a second straight home game delayed by winged intruders. With three bats buzzing around the court Thursday night against Brooklyn, arena workers worked to shoot them in the rafters. Uh, the Spurs were better prepared against the Pelicans, though. An arena official walked onto the court with a net, but missed the bat on his first attempt. Almost on cue, the Spurs mascot charged onto the court dressed in a Batman costume with a net. <laughs> he missed in his first driving swipe at the bat, then dove again near the scorer's table and caught the bat in his net to huge cheers and the Spurs fan chanting Mano Ginobili, too. Well, it, it's, it's glad that they... I mean, they really need to get a, a Pfizer forum or something, because I can't imagine us having this issue. No, and this has been going on for a while. Cause, yeah, yeah like they're it's, it's like the Spurs' home court advantage. Manu, at that one, he, he hit it out of the air and then just like picked it up and threw it off the court, and you can't do that. The cameras catch that. PETA, not happy. <laughs> Peter, I was, not I was happy. supposed to say, why didn't they just hire Randy Johnson? What is he working on these days? He yeah. could just come and just write, 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 write fastballs He's at him. He's only good at exploding birds. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, hey. just exploding pigeons. Hey. Bat, bats have a more erratic flight path. Yeah, I was pretty amazed. you got to watch the clip, though. Look up the clip oh. of that coyote in a Batman <laughs> costume just That's chasing down a bat. Oh, man, it's pretty great. But, yeah. Maybe we need bats in Pfizer form. It sounds fun. It does sound fun. Maybe I'll bring some there Saturday. Let them loose. Let them loose. Until they're carrying like a disease or something like that. Yeah, rabies. rabies everyone, everyone get your rabies shots. You got any uh, pinch hits for me, Andy? Well, there's one. James Harden in January. 43.6 points per game. In the most in the calendar months since Will Chamberlain did it in March of 63 with 45.8. Chamberlain's still better. If anybody wants to debate this. <laughs> well, yeah, there's nothing to debate with Chamberlain. He scored or assisted on 61.9 points per game, highest in calendar month in NBA history, and fifth player in NBA history with 600 points, 100 assists, also in a calendar month. He has been on an unbelievable stretch. When you really see those numbers. That's the it, thing is people are, like, co- talking about his scoring all the time, but, I mean, he's he's accounting for all these assisted points and yeah. all those assists too he averages almost nine assists a game yeah like it's not like he's not I, sharing the ball and i like all. it that he does it all with keeping his mouth shut like he doesn't complain about it he just goes out and does his business carries the team on his back and just waits for his teammates to get back in the lineup which it seems like they are now which it seems to cut into his scoring yeah he's getting closer and closer to not hitting 30 so but he's still doing it yeah, I think actually last game I think he had thirty before halftime. <laughs> to be honest, so maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. it was the game before. There's the game before that he had yeah. against. Uh, he still had thirty seven though. Yeah, but but yeah, this other game I don't know what was against Denver. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, he had I think twenty eight, twenty eight, eight or twenty nine at halftime. So yeah, that's insane. But yeah, with Paul back, you would think it would start cutting it a little bit when Paul gets his minutes up. I bet. But, yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, and the assist thing is what's impressive, too, because as mentioned before, he actually led the NBA in assist when Westbrook was MVP. Yeah. But, but the fact that Westbrook had a triple-double meant that, oh, he gets MVP. But Yeah, yeah he, could, he could be going for his third MVP in a row. Yeah, he's basically played more of a point guard role than a shooting guard role since uh, Dan Tony took over. So, But now they have two point guards. So, Yeah, when did Chris Paul get back? 
a no, couple games uh, last week Sunday, I believe. He came back and then he, I believe, he went back out again. Immediately right? went back. I don't know if that was just for rest. I know he had missed like the last game. Yeah, because I mean, starting from the twenty seventh, they played Orlando. He had thirty seven, then thirty nine, thirty seven, thirty. All right, wait, sorry. He had thirty five against Toronto, forty against Orlando, thirty seven against New Orleans, only thirty against Denver, and then forty three against Utah. Pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. And the, pretty the streak's still going, all right, of 30-point games. Yep. So I think we're almost to 30 games, getting close. One more pinch hit for you guys. Uh, my dad, I think on a daily basis, bothers me about this. <laughs> uh, and, and then when I say a daily basis, I mean since Miller Park started. <laughs> oh, look at that. So uh, he did really he, did. He have this hatred for County Stadium. No, no, which not seems at all. odd because it was named County Stadium. It's not named after so something. So this goes so back to like two thousand. It does one or two thousand. His hatred for Miller Park. He he has not been to Miller Park. Uh, he he refuses to go to Miller Park. Um, but now maybe there's an opportunity for him to finally attend a game with his grandsons. <laughs> and his son. <laughs> um, so he's boycotted Miller Park, of course. Because he really wants it to be named like Hank Aaron Park. And now the JS Online article came out, and I, I think they did write something before Miller Park even, but they suggested an article by George Stanley of the Journal Sentinel. Um, maybe American Family Field at Aaron Park or AmFam Field at Henry Aaron Park. Do you have some thoughts on this? Should they do kind of a name to tribute and kind of keep so that all you do is replace the AmFam or American Family after 15 years or whatever? But Does anybody else do this except for, like, Lambo? Lambo doesn't have a corporate person, though. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm saying name a stadium after a player in after history. After a player. Um, Which is, and at Hangar well, specifically, because we don't even... Well, Wrigley's named after Wrigley Gum. That's true. Well, the Wrigley, Wrigley family. family yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't See, know. I have to look. What, that which up. I think is also funny with Hank Aaron. I I believe he's a, he's a Milwaukee, and I'll I'll believe it too. I Stephen A. Smith talked about this leading into the Super Bowl with Atlanta, that he's the number one athlete coming out of Atlanta, recognized, and I immediately responded to him. I don't know if you saw it. Probably not, but that he is a Milwaukee Brewer slash Brave. Yeah. That he only played nine years. In Atlanta, compared to the rest of his career, the rest of his 23-year career was in Milwaukee. I don't know. I mean, he's well-deserving of it, and it'd be, I'd appreciate it. I just don't see other stadiums do that sort of thing. So it'd be unique, I guess. So you have um, Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, uh, Turner Field, Bush Memorial Stadium. After of course. Bri- Brian Butch? <laughs> but all no. those are named after like But um Robert F. Kennedy Memorial, Paul Brown, Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit. It's like it's Paul Brown. Joe Robbie. Well Paul Brown's even the owner. Yeah. How yeah. many are just So none of them are named just, after like I'm athletes just, in history. They're all based on like families or yeah. prominent families. So I guess That's you wanna true. I don't would see it be, many. I mean Herb Cole's got the Cole Center in Madison, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he donated a bunch of money to get that. <laughs> right. I don't know. I feel like if they did the Hank Aaron thing it would be a way of trying to get some goodwill based on people complaining about it not being Miller Park anymore. But that story is already old news. There was outrage for like a day. As I said, <laughs> oh yeah, move people on. move on. Yeah. And I'm totally fine. I was out the episode where you guys talked about it. The thing is, AmFam's another Wisconsin company. They're based out of Madison. They right. have 
They have J.J. Watt as a brand ambassador, as well as Durant was for a while. I don't know if he still is. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson does, com- does commercials. Because uh, I know one of my brother's friends used to work there and did marketing, and you got to meet, like, J.J. Watt. And it's like, uh, you know, AmFam's a fine Wisconsin company. I'm glad someone, another company's willing to step in. Yeah, I have a number of coworkers that work there, and they talk about it. They, I think they recently went back to be a mutual company, so not even a private or a publicly traded company anymore. I don't know. I think it's a lot to be said. I wonder if he's actually that upset about the name Miller Park or whatever. I know a lot of people got turned off with baseball during the last like, um, like player stoppage or work stoppage. Yeah, he. I don't. I'm pretty sure he wasn't happy about that, but he wasn't happy they named. I mean, he loved H- Hank Aaron, so yeah, I get he really that. he really wasn't happy when they did that, and he was he wasn't happy that they named it after a beer for a family kind of. Th- I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to maybe have him mail in his, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. reasoning. Because personally, I so. think the greatest player in franchise history is Robin Yount. Definitely. I mean, so. it's so arguable. Could it be the, so yeah. it can be Robin Aidfield? The Robin's Nest. There we go. The Robin's Nest. <laughs> well, we all wear bird costumes to the stadium from now on. Yeah, then it can be a parody. Whether it's Robin Yount or is it the state bird? Yeah. So no. Everybody set, settle down about It's not like part of the deal with AmFam is the... Brewers have to change their hey, name to the hey, insurance agents. At least it's not named Foxconn. Yeah. And let's be let's be done with that and move on. Let's not talk about Foxconn. <laughs> so moving on to NBA news, the All-Star Reserves were announced. Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, obviously we mentioned earlier, Victor Oladipo, who was injured, so I'm assuming they're going to replace him at, at some point with someone. And uh, Nikola Vesevic. Vucevic. Vucevic. Oh, so D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell replaces injured Victor Oladipo. Okay. Boom. You got Boom. that one. Roasted. And then uh, Nikola Jokic. The Joker. Anthony Davis. The Brow. The Marcus Aldridge, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, and Russell Westbrook. We're coming out of the West. So that's the reserve pool. And two more All-Stars. Yeah, I kind of like how they did this. Um, Adam Silver announced that he was going to personally insert, what is it, the commissioner nod of approval. Gets Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade in. I like that a lot. I think the NBA gets it right so much of the time. That the commissioner just decides, you know what? Because they actually do common sense. <laughs> yeah, that it'll be fun if those guys are in there because they've meant a lot to the league. They actually faced off against each other in two right. different finals, each each getting the better yeah. of each other once. Yeah, they're good and they're fun to watch. I agree with you. I, I like that they don't take away from somebody who actually really deserves to be there. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not big. to say it any, that's kind of mean, but true. It's true. Dirk barely plays now. Yeah, but. And it gives them a little, little fan nod in their farewell tour. And... So what's fun about it is uh, the way the drafting works is LeBron has first pick, and that's for the round of the starters. So then Giannis gets first pick when they pick the reserves. Ooh. Will he take Middleton first? He, he has said He's he would, right? He's not going to pick Anthony Davis, huh? He has said he would take uh, I know, Middleton. he did say it. <laughs> he would have to pick Middleton, right? I, I that think could be a 
really. Uh, he's still going to get a solid number two. Let's just yeah. admit just that. Just take Middleton. Just, just take go, Middleton. Get Middleton on your team. Especially after you just talked about how Giannis has been so great yeah. to the team and whatever Middleton's else. And he, and, he wants, and he wants to stay in Milwaukee because of him. Yeah, he can't. It'll be interesting what he would say afterwards. And then uh, the the commissioner added players. That's round three. So then it goes back to LeBron picking first between Wade and Nowitzki. No, he, he's picking Wade. He, right, yes. Yeah. They can't be riding around on those whatever banana boat things <laughs> together and then not get picked, whatever that picture is. Oh, my gosh. So biggest snubs. Let's just talk about them for a little bit. DeMar DeRozan, Donovan Mitchell. No Doncic. No Doncic. Rudy Gobert. Maybe a Drummond. Russell made it, so that was one of the ones. But I mean, um, let's be all let's be honest. Luka Don Luka Doncic will have his have his day really soon. So yeah, yeah. Mavericks are set up well to have a couple All Stars for the next decade. So right. not, we won't feel bad. They'll for be them. fine. So we have the Porzingis trade. They've become now an interesting team out in the West. Yeah, like they're only what like five games out from the eight spot. Yeah, because they they win every game at home and they lose every game on the road. So yeah, so so now Porzingis goes. To the west, Kawhi's probably going to the west. <laughs> Just keep them all away. Yeah, it's good. gonna be Giannis's land. Yeah, let's have the west have nothing but like all star rosters, and the Bucks just walk to the finals. <laughs> I guess they won't walk to the finals. Pacers, Celtics should be good. We'll become long-term. we'll become like the Patriots then. Yeah, perfect. There I we like go. That. I like that idea. But yeah, I mean, everybody. There's always snubs. I mean, Bledsoe. We are kind of biased. We've seen him just play a lot better play to the Bledsoe that was kind of there before the Spurs the Spurs Suns Suns years where he kind of got a little selfish didn't play as much mm-hmm. defense like he did on the Clippers so yeah I would love Bledsoe to be on there but hopefully um you never know an injury could come he could he could get added but there's a lot of other players that are very much more well well deserving probably than Bledsoe so yeah, a couple guys beat him out, just name recognition, like Kyle Lowry, someone that I wouldn't say he's having his best year and he missed about 10 games, but he's been an all-star like four times before. Yeah. So that guy's going to get a nod over over Bledsoe, but it'll big, be fun. We're going to have... Yeah, co- big draft on Thursday. The draft, Coach Bud. Coach a, Bud, yeah. Coach Bud. We need to... Did you see his reaction? <laughs> we posted it <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. You got to check out our Twitter. Yeah, his reaction right away was he made priceless. Coach Budface, Coach Budface. Yeah, just get get Giannis and Middleton and Coach Bud all on the same team. That's, That's going to be great. That's what I want. I don't care about. Well, the Coach rest Bud of the officially coaches the yeah, team Giannis, he co- right? Yeah, he he should have Team Giannis yeah. in the East, I believe. And so that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. So you got not take, that. Not that coaching really matters, but no, <laughs> it's basically just you know hey, who wants to go don't in get next. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like the fact that he's not going to get tried to wooed away by a different coach. On a different team, like hey, yes, yes. yeah, true. definitely. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see which which guy he wants to have on the the Bucks in the next couple of years from who he drafts, right? Oh, yeah. now Giannis can Re- kind of woo. He can recruit. recruit, right? So as long as we're talking about the Bucks, uh, we we mentioned briefly before they uh, they just went and beat up on the the Wizards. Giannis and Middleton had nice games, but the thing that really stands out is no missed free throws all game. 24 of 24 at the line. Giannis was 17 of 17. you got to love seeing that. Uh, The Wizards, though, pretty bad defensively. Do you know six of the ten all-star starters have now scored 35 points against the Wizards? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, if you want to make the all-star team, play the Wizards. Play the Wizards, (laughs) yeah. 
But uh, I like that they're in the East End. Yeah, bigger than that though was the uh, the game before that where the Bucks went into Toronto, uh, playoff seating on the line. They get yeah, the tiebreaker right. over I Toronto like with the win. They dominated. And they did. Them. They, they made really... him look bad. I mean, Giannis even had five fouls for most of that game. Yeah, I was getting worried he was going to fall out. Yeah, he, and I was like, oh, they'll make a big run when Giannis falls out. Definitely. DJ Wilson had a big game. I think he had like 13 points. Um, but yeah, they, they just had all around had a pretty decent game and defensively they, they turned it on when they needed it to. Uh, I think Toronto got it down to four, I believe, or something like that. But, um, they kind of pulled away a little bit and, and kept them within, within reach of, of almost a 10 point win. So that was, uh, that was a pretty nice game. It was good to see them them do that and then come back and just, just romp on the Wizards yeah. in both the way. And this is kind of becoming a stretch where we thought, man, it's going to be tough, and it's actually looking pretty easy. Yeah. These, I, this team is making every game just crazy. look like they're beating up teams that they're supposed to, and they're beating up teams they're not supposed to. I was nervous about this big road stretch that I thought we, we might see their first kind of rough stretch of the season. It it's, hasn't happened. It hasn't you know? happened. Go to Brooklyn tomorrow and then go back home to the Wizards. Right. And then we go away to Dallas. I mean, that's kind of brutal because we go away to Dallas and then right away we come back home to the Magic. That's so at least we get back, the Magic back at home. back to back. Yeah. At least we catch Dallas having just changed up their roster. Oh, yeah. Completely. <laughs> Good timing. Yeah, but the Bucks have won three straight. They've won 9 out of 10 and 20 of 24. That's incredible. Best team in the NBA. Get up. They're a couple games ahead of the, the Raptors now. Yeah, I like it. They have now jumped the Raptors. They, Way to I, go! I, they were, I believe, they were uh, tops in both wins and fewest losses. Yes, as of like yesterday. Yes, very cool. So we're getting to that time, but uh, before we let you guys go, we want to do one. Another round of Find the Fiction. You guys ready? I'm ready to go. Sad news report. The Doodle Pro has been lost. Yeah, the Doodle Pro has been lost due to the Super Bowl fanfare today. But don't worry. Andy brought uh, dry erase boards for us. Sure did. Sure did. Did not. They're on the way. No. (laughs) Lost in in shipping. The the cold stopped the shipping or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Government shut down. 43 degrees? I don't know. The government shut down. Okay, government shut down. The weather changes. Almost all the snow's gone. You want to watch two two feet of snow disappear? Just turn it to 40 for like four days and it's gone. And it's just a muddy mess. And a little like misty rain action. It just completely got rid of that that foot of snow we had. (laughs) Back to the the actual. I got one more quick Amazon story before I'll I'll, I'll get (laughs) it. So I, I returned a package to Amazon, and I sent it. I shipped it out on the 25th of January. It hasn't even left Indiana yet. What? <laughs> it's not in Gary, Indiana, is it? <laughs> no. Probably. That no, probably like the distribution center okay. for UPS is in there. That sounds like a city. Gary sounds like where packages go to get lost forever. That's where people go, so, go to get lost. <laughs> yeah. So I reached out to UPS, and they, they wanted to, to start a good old like tracking or investigation on it because it's been... We're going on 10 days now that it's been shipped. And they're like, well, Amazon likes to handle these type of incidents. So I so like, please reach out to Amazon. So I did that. And like, don't worry. The latest update was that it's about to leave Indiana. I'm like, it's been sitting there for like five days. <laughs> and they're like, don't worry. If it doesn't if it doesn't arrive or gets lost in shipping, we automatically refund you your money, which yep. I felt good about. But I'm, I'm still like, at what point does that get cut off? 
That's why uh, UPS said we'll let Amazon handle this because they're good about just giving you your money back <laughs> without asking a lot of questions. Amazon <laughs> makes enough money. It's, it just, okay po- it just points out. Back. I just thought about it though. It just points out how spoiled we are <laughs> that the fact that we yeah. get it in like a day or two days, and when we return, we expect. Remember the same. when we because they usually just credit as soon as they scan it into the scan. Yeah. Like, I was kind of banking on that, but. It was a decent return. So Remember when we just wanted that Tony the Tiger keychain? <laughs> oh, and yeah. We'd have to wait, six you know, to eight collect weeks all the box box tops, and then, yeah, six to eight weeks, and it still wouldn't come until, like, 12 weeks. And then when you got it, it wasn't cool anymore, so it didn't no, even matter? No, it wasn't even cool. Yeah. Let's, anyway. not, let's not feel too bad for Amazon. They, they tricked us into paying, like, $120 a year to uh, get free shipping. Hey, right. I'll yeah. gladly pay it between that and the content they have. Well, I'll fine. just say it's not free shipping, <laughs> but you feel like <laughs> hey, it that's every the marketing. Time. Well hey, done. Amazon Prime is great. I love, I love all the the movies. Pretty, sh- pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know Larry David was here. So, find the fiction. We're 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 tied up, right? Yeah. yeah, one 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 one. Mike won All last right. week. I won the first week off of a weird tiebreaker. All right, so Mike's gonna reveal the. Is actually to the a first. double or nothing? Double I or nothing. Never agreed to. No. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> All right, let's do you this. You chose it. That's your that's your gambling blood. It is. All right. Paper so I'll, I'll read right away while Pete's not ready. I'm never ready. All right, let's go. Question number one: A. Michael Jordan's nickname in high school was Magic. Hold Maybe on. That, what? Are Why are these all Michael Jordan questions? Hey, you love Michael Jordan. I okay, do love Michael Jordan. I don't know anything about Michael Jordan. Well, that's your hey, problem. Hey, I did one thing right. My son loves the Packers. He loves the Bucks and loves the Brewers. Kind of went awry because he loves the Patriots. Was really happy today. He was. He's one of the home few divide. people cheering for the Patriots. He had a Gronk jersey on. But if you do ask him, point blank, he kind of kind of toggles on this a little bit now because he's a big Giannis fan. But if you ask him who's the best basketball player in history... He will tell you none other than Michael Jordan. So thank you. That is well deserved. Okay. Parenting right there. Yeah, no. Anyway. Yeah. Question number one. A. Michael Jordan's nickname in high school was Magic, named after none other than Magic Johnson. The Stanley Cup. This is B. The Stanley Cup is older than the NHL. Or C. Super Bowl rings are given to players and personnel from the winning NFL team. Want me to go first? Uh, I guess it would be Mike, since he won. Okay, Mike. I'll say Mike C. Says there's, C. There's something fishy about that. <laughs> All right. I have one. A. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Mike, you are correct. Wait, I said C. <laughs> nope, that's a oh, letter no, A. That's a letter A. <laughs> All right. All right. Do not all personnel get him, or what is what is the, the 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 caveat is actually winning teams players aren't the only ones to receive the prestigious Super Bowl award. The referees who officiate the Super Bowl also get rings, although not as exciting as players ones. All right, congrats! You missed a bunch of calls <laughs> really well. Congrats, you did your job. Question number two: A. Yogi Berra won eighteen. Or sorry, let's start over there. Question number two: A. Yogi Berra won 13 World Series out of 18 seasons with the Yankees. B, there has been a regular season NFL game on five of the seven days of the week. Or C, there have been three Olympic games held in countries that no longer exist. Oh. Uh, yeah. B, put down uh, D. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Mike, you're in the lead, so... It's A. 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 You're both wrong. 
both wrong. It's Yogi not. Berra did win 13 oh, World Series. I didn't realize it was that many. Mm. He stole a lot of picnic baskets, dude. <laughs> but there has been a regular season NFL game on every day of the week. Oh. I thought it was like, all right. That sounded right. I was trying to guess which two days it would have been. I know it would have been, yeah. Crazy, right? I didn't know I that I just either. thought Wednesday wouldn't be. Did not know that either. But then I should have <laughs> guessed. But that'd be maybe some weird weather scheduling something. Yeah. All right, question three. A, despite being an Uber athlete, Bruce, or should I say Caitlyn Jenner, was mm-hmm. never recruited by a major sports franchise. B, the night before the Miracle on Ice, American goalie Jim Craig played the video game Centipede with Soviet star Sergei Makarov at the Olympic Village. Sounds about right. Mm. Or C, the Boston Bruins' name is misspelled on the Stanley Cup for their 1971-72 title. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm pretty dumb. I'm realizing more and more. These are weird random. These are yeah. very random. It's <laughs> the whole point of it. I thought the f- I don't know. The first time we did it was a little easier. You you ready? Yeah. Okay. I said B. I said A. Peach with A for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> B is correct. With yeah. A. Oh. You know, process of elimination. <laughs> Just got to get A right. Okay. Despite not playing basketball since high school, Bruce Jenner was drafted number 139 by the NBA's Kansas City Kings after winning the oh, men's decathlon nice. in the 1976 Olympics. Nice. Good job. I, uh, I love the uh, Miracle on Ice documentary, the one HBO did, mm-hmm. and I've seen it a bunch of times. And I, I couldn't remember if there's any story about them palling around <laughs> before the big game, so that's why I thought Jim Craig. I, I also thought it was interesting that the that – Boston Bruins is still misspelled in the Stanley Cup. That I believe because I know there's one player who's won it twice and they misspelled his name both times. <laughs> they miss. <laughs> I, I'll have to look up who it is. They misspelled it, so when you won it again, he says, "Make sure you spell my name <laughs> right. right this time." They got it wrong a second time. But instead of the O's in Boston, they put Q's. That's great for both of them. <laughs> they deserve so, it. So, somebody <laughs> they deserve was, somebody it. was not a fan of Boston back then. Right. They've won enough championships. Right. Yeah. Don't matter. Um. So we're at one 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 round four. All right. A, the Cleveland Browns are the only team to neither play in nor host a Super Bowl. B, no team has won championships in three major sports, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL. When I say team, I mean city. Mm. City of a team. Or C, Will Chamberlain won three straight big eight titles in the high jump. And was also inducted to the Volleyball Hall of Fame. I'm just going to guess that because I don't remember <laughs> it. But I'm not going to ask you to repeat it because whatever. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. All you right, said, B. I also said B. I said B. B is correct. Nice. I figured Will Chamberlain, did, obviously, he was an uber athlete. Yeah, I have heard about him in volleyball. Sounds like something. I did not know about his illustrious volleyball career. Until I did I not done either. Re- reading up more about it. The final question. A. Bill Belichick is the winningest postseason coach in history. And we're doing it on win percentage minimum of 10 games. Counting today. Counting today. Mm. B. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky starred in a cartoon. Or C. When 7-1 underdog Cassius Clay 
or seven to one underdog. Cassius Clay defeated Sonny Liston in Miami Beach. The arena was more than half empty. Are you uh, ready, Pete? Yeah, sure. I went with your go-to answer, A. What would B? A is correct. Dang. I remember that cartoon. I don't remember, you remember that cartoon. Uh, I remember watching it, too. Uh, it was it called, it was like Sports All-Stars, something. Pro Stars. Pro Stars. Mm. It was on NBC. And, they'd uh, always and, it, and it was very short-lived. Yeah, because they would ask uh, if, if Bo knows that. <laughs> they'd be like, we need the passcode to get in the Bo knows football. <laughs> Bo knows baseball. Bo, do you know the passcode? Bo don't know passcode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a whole show. Oh, man. No, I was busy watching Bobby's World, probably. Oh, Bobby's World. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Comedian. Yep, that America's guy. Got talent. The bald that head. Yeah. Yep, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Who is the winningest coach? None other than Vince Lombardi. Okay, good. Vince Lombardi is the winningest coach in NFL history, only to lose one postseason game. Yeah. And that was the title game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. And he vowed never to lose a title game again. And he, and he did not. I was actually more amazed because I, I remember watching a documentary about the the Sonny Liston fight with Muhammad Ali and that how empty and how not big that was. Yeah. Is that because was he not quite famous yet? He was back yeah, as Cassius he was, he was still Cassius Clay and he'd yet to change his name to Muhammad Ali. Mm. Makes sense. He's yeah, the baddest man ever. Yeah, that was the one in Miami Beach. So well done, Mike. You're now up. Two, Two to, to one. one. We're doing Every best week. of 99? Yeah. Okay. Best of 99 series. Hope you enjoy. Hope you have a lot of questions, Andy. It's going to be a little bit, little bit more interesting to try to find the questions for this one. Other than that, do you guys have anything, anything else to, to wrap us up or leave us, send us off by? I am ready to dead fall coma. asleep after eating so much food. It's really hitting me now. <laughs> yeah. How much I just need to like I'm feeling it just lay time. down. <laughs> feeling it big time. <laughs> Ten pounds of chicken dip and macaroni and cheese macaroni and taco cheese. dip. It's all like and such heavy. And four sandwiches. Cheese brick <laughs> in your belly. Yeah, it's just such heavy food. So many God. carbs consumed those, today. Those subplatters just really, really get you because they, they're in small hand handheld bite size. Yeah, being a Wisconsin. What we don't realize is it terrible. takes like six, six of those equals like two subs. Yeah, no. And you just keep going. Yeah, all the meat. I eat a lot of meatballs too. And I, then I honestly forgot that those Nick, were even there. Commissioner Nick gave me like a gallon bag of meatballs that I'm gonna have to eat all week. <laughs> I'm dreading that because I can't go. let them go to waste. I know. I hate losing oh. stuff. It'll, it'll ease the ease the hurt on the on the bet loss. I mean, I lost 14 pounds. I probably gained it all back. Yeah, look at it as you didn't lose money today. You bought meatballs. <laughs> bought meatballs, bought meatballs and subs <laughs> and <laughs> taco dip. Oh, my goodness. Oh, family. I don't have to go food shopping tomorrow, at least. My goodness. <laughs> well, happy Super Bowl. Yep, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Had fun. Guess fun what? With family and friends. The food. NFL season's over. Officially over. One more month. And then it ramps back up with free agency. So we'll have some baseball talk coming up. We'll we'll probably break down the Brewers roster coming up soon. Um, can't wait for pitchers catches report. Kind of that first sign of spring coming. 
Yeah, I've, I've felt that with the warm-up now, and you start to hear about guys, pitchers and catchers, spring training. It feels like winter is, we're, we're getting to the finish line. Yeah, Andy and I are ramping it up with baseball practices and stuff with the traveling team, with the boys. So that's, that's fun. Maybe we'll have Eric on to talk NASCAR. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lots of fun coming up. Stick with us. Yeah, it'll be fun. Remember, if you have something you want us to talk about, definitely reach us out. Mailbag, social media. So mailbag is at questionable to return slash mailbag. Keep the questions coming. Indeed. Facebook is at facebook.com slash questionable to return. Twitter at Q2Return. Myself, Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. I'm at Mike R. Daly. At P-K-O-Z-Y-J-R. Yeah, we really do appreciate those five-star reviews on, on all the platforms that you guys listen to us on. So keep that up and keep sharing with a friend. We do appreciate it. So with that, we'll catch you back middle of the week. Until then, enjoy those leftovers. Todd Cat, Curly, give me a break. Ow. <laughs> you going to leave that in? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just for that, I think Mike should edit. <laughs>